0: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 1310 WIBA in full scope with Dr. Nicole Madison's direct care doc. You can learn more about Dr. Nicole, Dr. B, both clinics for advocate MD, as well as direct primary care, all online. Great resource. Great website. AdvocateDPC.com That's AdvocateDPC.com Again, a lot of great information on the website. The telephone number for the clinic, 608-268-6211 If you want to make an appointment and become a member, again, the telephone number at AdvocateMD is 268- 6211. Dr. Nicole, How are you doing
1: this morning? I'm doing well, Sean. How are you? I'm
0: doing great. Great to see you. And we are going to talk about, we touched on it, I think, last week or the week before uh, the term lifestyle medicine, and and it kind of came up. And um, I'm still, I like, one of the things I've loved about doing the show is one, learning about direct primary care, but also learning about. Um, kind of how medicine works and how um, some of the behind-the-scenes stuff that may go on in some clinics and some hospitals and how the billing works and all that crazy stuff. And it gets it's really, really fascinating. Another thing, too, is just some, some of the different approaches um, to medicine. And let's talk a little bit about kind of an overview of what lifestyle medicine is exactly.
1: Yes, so it is a evidence-based approach to preventing and treating disease and it, it focuses on you know, four or five different factors. Uh, the main one is diet, so it, it actually prescribes more of a whole foods, mainly plant-based diet. It focuses a lot on exercise or just different ways in people, the way people can get moving, sleep, whether you're getting enough sleep, whether it's good sleep, good quality of sleep, and then stress management, which is kind of a complicated topic. But, you know, if if you have good social interactions, if you have good ways to deal with stress when you have it. Um, and it's, you know, some might say that this is kind of a more common sense basic approach to, to these things that we kind of just assume that, you know, people are learning about from their doctor. But I think the surprising thing is probably... There aren't as many conversations happening about these things as we would think. Again, if you have a a seven minute visit with your doctor, it might be hard to discuss all of the, these things along with, you know, your medi- you know, getting your medications refilled and you know your blood pressure checked and all these other things that happen. You know, the diet, exercise, sleep, and stress sometimes get missed. And I don't know, do do those come up a lot in your visits, John? <laughs> it, are we? No, are, this I might don't. be against HIPAA. You can. <laughs> 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 do you waive your HIPAA HIPAA rights? Yeah, I do.
0: I do. I do. I, Dog. I,
1: I, I think you're right, though. I
0: don't think a lot of people get get any of this, this conversation, that, that they don't get that opportunity to have that conversation with the doctor. And that's un- unfortunate because, correct me if I'm wrong, we've seen significant benefits and and oftentimes the opportunity to avoid some some medication and avoid some treatments simply by modifying these things, or, or more importantly, simply paying attention the, uh, to these very important things throughout our lives.
1: Exactly. And I think, you know, we mentioned at the show last week as far as, you know, one of the the misconceptions of, of physicians or western medicine physicians that were kind of pill pushers and so you come in for your blood pressure I'll give you a pill for that you come in for your cholesterol I'll give you a pill for that you know my goal or my ideal environment is where I can sit down and actually talk to a patient about their diet and really you know delve in deep into that and then you know how much exercise they get what type of exercises they do and all of these things to hopefully try to prevent you know these diseases from happening or manage them better rather than having to give them a prescription or another drug to treat something. So things like high blood pressure, high cholesterol, diabetes, you know, all of the, th- those are the three big ones that, you know, together they lead to something called metabolic syndrome, which predisposes you to things like cardiovascular disease, um, strokes, all of these really major, you know, catastrophic, you know, events that we would call them. So so if, if we can try to do things like correcting diet, um, you know, avoiding opportunities, obviously, smoking and excessive alcohol intake, you know, lowering your risk factors in that way. And in many cases, when we correct diet, that might lead to to weight loss. And then people can do these, you know, these conservative measures and not have to get on multiple medications, which again, you know, medications have side effects, they have good effects, and then sometimes they can have bad effects. So, um, you know, we hope to have to avoid medications, but you know, they are good if we need them for for treating illnesses. But um, my goal would be to try to, you know, modify diet and exercise and correct it in that way.
0: And we're, we're going to swing back around to some more of this lifestyle medicine stuff because it's so vital and so important. Talking this morning with Dr. Nicole Hemkiss of Advocate MD. Of course, you can learn more about Dr. Nicole, Dr. B. You can learn more about direct primary care all online. The website, AdvocateDPC.com. That's advocate d. PC.com. You can learn all about Advocate MD as well as direct primary care on the website. If you're ready to become a member, if you're ready to make an appointment, maybe you've got some employees looking for some great options for them and yourself as well as your family, all you got to do is pick up the phone and get the doctor call, 608-268-6211. Again, to become a member and make an appointment with Advocate MD, telephone number 608 608- Doctor, you used a a definition or or you used a a term that I was not familiar with uh, as we were walking into the studio this morning, a blue zone. What are we talking about with a blue zone and how does that tie in with lifestyle medicine?
1: Yes, it's very interesting. Um, a guy wrote a book, I think this is maybe like 10 years ago, but they, they did a study of cultures around the world where people live a very long time. So we're not just talking about people living into their 80s and 90s, but people commonly living to be over hundred years old. And this wouldn't just be you know one guy in town. This is a large portion of the population living to be over 100 years old. And so they looked at these cultures to figure out why did these people live so long. And they're not just you know it's not just confined to one area of the world. They actually have, I think it's either five or six separate geographic areas one is in Japan. I think it's Okinawa, Japan. Uh, one is in Italy, Greece, and then Central America. And then in the United States, our area is in Loma Linda, California. So they looked at these separate areas where people live a very long time, stay healthy. They don't develop a lot of um, issues like cancer and dementia as much as, as other uh, areas of the world. And they tried to, to figure out, are there, are there certain common things within their diet, within their activities, within their social networks? And what they found is that most of these people are heavily – vegetarian or plant-based diets, so they eat very little meat. I think it actually said they eat meat like four times a month, mm. um, so very little meat, very almost no red meat. Um, they do eat uh, you know, a, a mild to moderate amount of fish, um, but they eat a lot of things like beans and rice and vegetables and whole grains. That's kind of the staples of their diet. Um, so again, these cultures are very different um, socioeconomically. So let's say that the Central American culture might be more lower socioeconomic. And, and maybe Japan and Italy and Greece are kind of on the upper end. Um, so, so it's not necessarily based on the ability to afford certain types of foods, um, but, you know, rice and beans is, is pretty, you know, low expense. Um, but they also find that, you know, they, these, they typically don't eat any meat. They typically eat a moderate amount of fish. And um, what they find is that these people – live a lot longer. They don't develop the same diseases that we develop. Um, and then the other common thing is that they tend to walk a lot. You know, they they walk places maybe rather than use a car. They stand a lot more and they continue to be active even into their 70s, 80s, 90s, again, which is something that maybe within our American culture, let's say, we just assume that a person as we get older, are we're going to become more sedentary. And again, if we can somehow figure out ways to uh, increase the activity even later, in life and keep people healthier so that they're able to continue to walk and move around. Um, so a lot of these cultures, people t- continue to work into their you know, 80s and 90s. Sometimes they're farmers. Sometimes they are, you know, self employed and they just continue to be active. Um, but yeah, that, that's the interesting part. Loma Linda, California, uh, which is a Seventh day Adventist. Um, so the Seventh day Adventist religion, uh, they kind of emphasize a vegetarian diet. Um, so again, most of those people living in Loma Linda, California would be vegetarian. And that's why they're thinking that that particular area of the United States is considered one of these blue zones because people tend to live longer. Um, But they also kind of form these social networks where, you know, there's a big emphasis on family and community, and in some cases, religion, um, so that they can, you know, have that kind of purpose that they have in their life and have social networks which we know that if you if you have a lot of friendships or you know relationships with people that that also can help you um, stay healthy mentally and physically so so that's part of it too
0: really interesting stuff talking this morning with Dr Nicole Hemkes. this is full scope with Dr Nicole Madison's direct care doc don't forget you can learn more about the doctor online as well as Advocate MD and direct primary care the website advocatedpc.com that's advocate DC.com, the telephone number to make an appointment and become a member at Advocate MD at 608-268-6211 that's 608-268-6211 for Advocate MD and Dr. Nicole one of the things too you mentioned there um, was about exercise and I think far too often we make this assumption that if if you're going to do beneficial exercise it's got to be intense you got to be on that cross trainer you've got to have a weight circuit planned out maybe you got to work with a trainer and you got to get that membership um, it's like, And correct me if I if I misheard you, but it sounds like a lot of these a lot of this physical activity was very minor modifications. You mentioned things like standing and walking. We're not talking about crazy things, not to say that those things should be avoided, but we're not talking about about really intense in, in intense movements. We're talking about just very basic things.
1: I think you bring up a great point. You know, they've done all kinds of studies that have, have shown that, uh, you know, the more we sit, it's actually very detrimental to our health, and obviously we're becoming a, a more sedentary society in general, where, you know, I mean, even look at, you know, what's happening right now, where people are working remotely, so they're probably not moving around as much as they did maybe when they were sitting in an office and walking between different offices and talking to people and going to the conference room. So so sitting down is actually not a great thing. If you sit for long periods, periods trying to get up at least to, you know, go, walk to the bathroom, walk to the kitchen, you know, walk around, you know, take breaks frequently. So yes, yeah, sitting is is not um, as good as standing or walking. Um, and I think you bring up a good point in terms of, you know, there's different aspects of movement and exercise. So movement movement itself is good, but exercise, you know, we talk about aerobic exercise. So that means getting your heart rate above, above your target heart rate. And that is good for cardiovascular health. And we recommend that people get um, at least 15 minutes, five times a week, or I think they say 120 minutes once a week of aerobic exercise. So where your your heart rate is going up, so that might be biking, a very brisk walk, a jog, swimming, um, these sort of things. The other parts of, of movement or exercise our weights or resistance because we know that um, if we are operating against resistance that can increase muscle mass which increases bone mass and that will prevent things like osteoporosis later on in life especially in women so if we can get some you know weights or or resistance exercises into our our you know every day or at least a few times a week and then the last aspect of of the exercise part of this is that um, you know more balance or stretching type things so things like yoga you know, maybe Pilates. So again, if we can increase our flexibility and do more stretching, um, we are less inclined to get injured, especially as we get older, because we know that we become less flexible. Um, I don't know about about you, but I was never a super flexible person. But, you know, as we get older, it gets harder to touch our toes and to, you know, sit, you know, you know down on the ground and, and it's it, you know, we get stiffer more easily. But if we can, again, incorporate these stretching exercises or yoga into our daily routine, um, we are less likely to suffer from you know sprains and strains um you know just from you know doing simple everyday everyday activities um so that that's an important thing to remember too
0: really good considerations there things of course to live that healthy lifestyle proven things to help you live that healthy lifestyle we'll continue our conversation with the doctor talk a little bit more about lifestyle medicine in the meantime we need you head on over to the website for advocate md that's advocate d That's advocatedpc.com. Great resource, a lot of great information about Advocate MD. Also, you can learn more about direct primary care again on the website, advocatedpc.com. If you are ready to become a member, the telephone number is 608 268 6211. That's 608 268 6211. We'll continue our conversation with Dr. Nicole as full scope continues right here on 1310 WIBA. 1310 WIBA and full scope with Dr. Nicole, Madison's direct care doc. The website, AdvocateDPC.com. That's AdvocateDPC.com. Telephone number, 608-268-6211. That's for Advocate MD to become a member and make an appointment. Again, the telephone number, 608-268-6211. And doctor, you mentioned too, as we were talking about lifestyle medicine, you mentioned yoga. And, and something about yoga that I, and I don't know why this is, but sometimes people say, too masculine for yoga. <laughs> it's not a it's not a challenge for me. Um, one is I think people are starting to kind of come around on it. But yoga can be can be not only can it be um, very beneficial physically and and better flexibility and other things, but it can also help with as we talk about things like stress and other things, relieving some of that stress and, and kind of giving you an opportunity to focus on on things other than other than work or traffic and those things. Yoga can be very beneficial.
1: Yes, that's true. There are different um, types of movement exercises. Yoga is one of them. Tai Chi is one of them, where it's very based on, you know, the movements corresponding with the breaths and kind of, you know, taking pauses in between and focusing on your breathing. And, you know, in a way, it's a, sort of like a meditation that you're doing. Um, but yeah, I think that it is it is really nice for people, especially if, if you're dealing with anxiety or stress, which this, this, uh, everything we're going through in the world right now is for many people causing that Um, yoga is a good thing to do and also you can do it to kind of your level Um, you know if you're a beginner you know you don't you don't push yourself as much as somebody that's been doing it for many years and I mean the the cool thing about yoga too is I mean I haven't been to a yoga class in a while but there are people of all different ages and you know men and women and you know again it's it can be part of the routine rather than the whole routine so if you do that in a in addition to weights and other things if, if a man is concerned about you know masculinity <laughs> you know so it's, it could be a part of your exercise ritual rather than the whole thing but I do think it's a really nice way to um, stretch your body and to kind of refocus th- you know your breath and and you know that it's for a lot of people they can get really into it
0: it is and it's it's it is I think for a lot of people and they start seeing results as well whether it's you know just feeling better overall is is really encouraging what about two doc is, is we talk about I know one of the concerns people have is well if i if i limit my limit my meat intake if i if i stay away from you know certain red meats and other things i'm going to somehow miss out on essential vitamins or there's there's nutritional elements that i may become deficient in is there any truth to that or are there are there ways to handle that or what do we need to know there
1: Yes, that is a, a great question, a million dollar question. Maybe we'll take a whole show and just talk. Yeah. But but you're exactly right. Many people, especially protein, they you know we're American culture is very heavily protein driven. Am I getting enough protein? Um, I remember when I first became a vegetarian, I was very focused on that and you know making sure I ate a protein bar or doing this certain thing. What we find is that um, Americans overall eat a lot more protein and fat than what we actually need, um, more than other cultures do. Uh, you know. It, a woman, and there's debate about this, but a woman, um, based on her level of activity, needs between 40 and 60 grams of protein. A man probably needs somewhere between 50 and 70. Again, if he's more active, he needs more. Developing, you know, children and adolescents need more protein because um, they're growing and building, you know, m- muscle and bone. But um, what we find is that Americans tend to eat a lot more than that, probably double or triple that amount. Um, so, you know, the interesting part is that you can get protein from a lot of different things, you know, beans and tofu and, um, you know, even, you know, fortified milks and things like soy milk and almond milk and obviously nuts. Um, so we can definitely find our protein in different places. Um, if you're a vegetarian and not vegan, you know, obviously uh, calcium and protein is in a lot of the dairy products. Um, so so the idea of being deficient in things would be unusual if, you know, if you're a vegetarian. If you're a strict vegan, um, you do have to consider things like vitamin Vitamin B12, so we do recommend that you take a vitamin B12 supplement. Um, but if you're a vegetarian that consumes dairy and eggs, um, then you know, a lot of the, the cereals and grains are already fortified with you know minerals and things. So it would be very unusual to be deficient. And again, that's what I kind of always stress to people that you don't have to go out and buy a lot of um, you know expensive vitamins and supplements. Um, in general. You know, you, you don't need to, you know, get uh, really – these are common vitamins that you can get, you know, anywhere. Don't spend a lot of money on them. And, and in general, we try to get our vitamins through our food um, except for situations, like I said, where if you were vegan, you wouldn't be able to get your B12. But, you know, most everything else, even vitamin D, you can get by eating the right kind of diet. So, yeah, so I, I wouldn't be so concerned about the the protein, the fat. Obviously, Americans consume a lot more fat than we need to. Um, fat is in almost everything everything. You can even imagine, even some vegetables have fat, you know, obviously things like avocado have a lot of fat, nuts have a lot of fat, but, um, you know, even, even if you look at, um, you know, a can of soup or anything that we don't even really necessarily think of as fattening, there's, there's a little bit of fat in there. So for most of us, even if we had a very low fat diet, we're still getting enough fat, you know, we're getting more than what we need. So in general, this, this whole food plant-based diet kind of promotes a, a high carb, which is, goes against, you know, what most, of us grew up learning that carbs are bad. Um, So it's more of a high carb but healthy carb. So we don't recommend that people have processed carbohydrates but things like, you know, if you're having potatoes and eating the whole baked potato rather than, you know, French fries at McDonald's is a different story or potato chips. Um, But so it's all kind of what we do. We take a food that that starts out healthy and we make it unhealthy, right? (laughs) So we take, um, you know, that's true of potatoes, that's true of you know, we take carrots and dip them in ranch dressing or we take salads and pour, you know, really fattening salad dressing on top of them. So if we could take food in its very pure form and kind of, you know, learn to to eat things simply, um, you know, that we can eat a lot more healthy that way.
0: Really good advice there. Talking this morning with Dr. Nicole Hemkiss of Advocate MD. Of course, Dr. Nicole is the owner and medical director at Advocate MD. Not only is uh, Dr. Nicole at Advocate MD, also a, a Dr. Adam Balin is a doctor there as well. So two doctors to help you, your family, and if you got employees and you're an employer looking for some great options, the folks at Advocate MD would love to help you out. You can learn more online at Advocate AdvocatesDPC.com. That's AdvocatesDPC.com. The telephone number to make an appointment and become a member: six zero eight two six eight sixty two eleven. That's 608-268-6211. One of the areas to DACA uh, is I don't know that enough people pay close enough attention to is the importance of sleep and having your having that opportunity of having good rest and good sleep. It really does have a pretty significant effect on your overall health, doesn't it?
1: Yes. There's been um, many studies coming out just recently showing that, you know, people typically need between seven and nine hours of sleep. There are these kind of rare oddity people where they get, you know, four hours of sleep and feel great. But what they found is that it does take a a toll on you. Um, you know, after a while, sometimes people catch up on the weekends and maybe sleep nine hours and they get five hours during the week. Um, but overall, it's, it's more healthy if you can be consistent in your sleep and if you can get between seven and nine hours. And they found that people... People that get, you know, adequate amounts of sleep tend to live longer. They tend to develop dementia with less frequent frequency. So um, sleep is definitely important because you're resting your body and your mind and you're giving your body kind of time to regenerate too.
0: Really good stuff. Managing your diet, managing your sleep, and, of course, managing stress. Um, Really great benefits, of course, to helping you. Another great thing, an important thing to being healthy is regular visits and having a great conversation, a great relationship with your primary care doctor, getting in for that annual physical, having that, that annual conversation, or, of course, having somebody there for you. Anytime you have a question about your health, that's one of the great benefits with direct primary care, and one of the great things with Advocate MD is you get a chance to get to know your doctor, and most importantly, your doctor gets to know you your family, your history, all of that great stuff to help you live that healthy life. Dr. Nicole, Dr. B, would love to get to know you, your family. If you're an employer, want some great options for your employees, they'd love to help you out there as well. All you got to do to get online and learn more about them is get over to AdvocateDPC.com. That's AdvocateDPC.com. Or simply pick up the phone, give the doctor a call. Telephone number, 608-268-6211. That's 608-268-6211. And again, the website, AdvocateDPC.com.
1: Dr. Nicole, you have a fantastic day. Thanks so much, Sean. You too.
0: News is next right here on 1310 WIBA. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Lucky.